Welcome to another Life Changes podcast. We know you've been longing for another one. And we've got the big man himself back in the hot seat. Mark Van Pletzen is back and he's back with a bang. It's really good to have you here, Mark, on a chilly Thursday morning. Hello, Mr. Phillips, and thank you for getting a haircut for this amazing podcast. The viewers will and the listeners will appreciate it, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe we can put up a little photo next to it just to show them. It's a spectacular haircut, <laughs> if I say so myself. But Mark, how are you doing? How's your family? When I've heard that your family's been a bit under the weather this week, a little bit of uh, maybe a stomach bug going around. But yeah, bring us up to date. How's the family doing? How are the kids? Oh, it's been a fun week in the house. We've had um, a stomach bug going around that seems to be going around Cape Town. Actually, it wasn't planned, but let me give you the story. Anyway, Candace, my wife, um, it loves looking after the kids, especially when they are sick. And um, we had to administer suppositories the other day. Have you had to administer a suppository, Gabriel? I've, I've had some administered to me, if I can say that. Uh, okay. Before, yeah. Hello, story, Sue Phillips. A story we, for another day. A story for hello, another Sue. Day. Thank you for listening, and maybe you can tell us more. But Candace had to administer, so she thought a good idea would be to buy um, latex gloves. Very nice. And um, part of the latex glove, she administered the suppository to throw the latex glove away. But our other child, Ben, thought he really felt the need to play with latex gloves and run around the house hitting his other brother on the head with the same glove that administered the suppository. <laughs> the same glove. The same glove. Wow. So it's been a fun week. Beautiful. Um, on the whole, we're really, really well. I'm not sure how that story fitted, but I'm going to carry on anyway. It's all right. No, it's um, good. On better news, 12-year anniversary this last Sunday. Oh, congrats. Very feel very, very privileged. I love my wife, love what um, God has done with us, and very appreciative for his story that he's unfolded. So we're having fun. Very well, nice. And, and Judah scored another try yesterday. Important things. Judah scored a great try. A little break around the blind side for the under eight team at Van Rubik Strand. Oh, I tell you, just taking after his father. Eh? Just uh, always, always taking little breaks around the outside. Very, very cool. <laughs> but, um, but on more serious news, how are you, Gabe? I'm so. doing well. I'm doing very well, Mark. No kids, no latex gloves, no suppositories. So, life but holiday, good. but holiday coming. Holiday coming up. We're going away for ten days in a, in, a, in a week and a half. So we are very excited in the home stretch for that. Good. Looking forward to that. But um, Mark, maybe just for the listeners, you can bring us up to speed of uh, uh, where Wally and Shirley are very quickly and what they've been up to, because um, we haven't seen them around the last few weeks. So where is Wally? Wally and Shirley are up in Gauteng. They've been working really, really well. They um, spent their first weekend with a church called Harvest Aid Church, led by JJ and Gwenya, and an amazing team building into Soweto in the community of Gauteng and investing there. And then they've had an amazing week with some new friends, Bert Pretorius and the, the amazing people at Every Nation. And um, part of that story is, is Wally and Shills have worked really, really hard. They've ministered. They've met with people. They've um, been brought into dream teams for this time. And on Monday next week, once they're finished with um, the team there, they move on to 3CR for a couple of weeks with our friends at 3CR, Rory and Mel Dyer, and our many, many friends at that amazing church. So they are working really hard. They are being a major blessing to the nations. It's an incredible privilege for us to release them into that ministry. Very cool. And, and when can we expect them back, Mark? They'll be back on the 21st of June. Um, knowing how hard they've been working, they might need a few days break, but they'll be finishing on the 19th of June at 3CI, um, which is amazing. So it'd be great to have them back. Yeah, looking forward to hearing the stories of what God's done. Um, huge gift to be able to send them out like that. But, uh, but back just to home base now for a second, Mark. We've had the launch about just over a month, month yeah. ago. We had the launch on April the 17th. Massive celebration. And uh, since then, we've been multiplying, stretching ourselves at every level. What is getting you excited about the Life Changes story at the moment? Well, I love being part of a multiplying story, seeing people responding to gospel calls and the kingdom of God being, being advanced through people making decisions. 
I think one of the big conversations on our lips right now is cultures. Yeah. Um, in a multiplying story, what you need to know is who you are. When it counts, what it matters, when you take your values, your vision, and the language that you speak, you put those all together. What are the cultures that are in the soil of this amazing field that God's called us to sow and to plow, harvest, um, called life changes? And it's just a field we get to plow, whether we are worship leaders, whether we are preachers, whether we are those um, that are praying and interceding. Um, and cultures has been a conversation on the top of our tongues with staff teams and eldership teams and worship teams. And I think it's a conversation that's going to be around for a little while as God calls us to invest into the soil that, that He's called us to build into. Yeah, that's, uh, I love that. And I, I've been in most of those meetings where we've been chatting about those. And one, one culture that's come up uh, quite repeatedly in the last couple of years is a culture of serving in the, in the mm. life of the church. And a, a big transition for us with going to three congre- congregations that meet in two locations and still being one church is us moving engine room, which is our, our meeting for volunteers that happens once a quarter, um, from a Sunday afternoon to a Monday night. And we had the first one of those a couple of weeks ago. Um, can you just talk around the culture of serving and what, 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 is, what makes you excited to see in the progress of life changes in this, this new culture that's developed? Yeah, no, it's been fun. I mean, it's been a great journey, probably a two-year journey now, where as a staff and an eldership team, we sat down about two years ago and said, we really would like and believe that a culture of serving in the life of the church does so many things and, and takes us in so many great directions. And it's not really about pulling off a Sunday. It's not really about pulling off meetings. It's about getting people in teams, getting people involved. The, the greatest excitement for me is to see people who've been in church for two weeks, but now part of a team, yeah. a serving team. They're getting discipled. They're getting loved. They're getting knitted in. They're catching values. They're growing. Um, there's spiritual formation happening. And so it's been a great process of two years of working hard. Again, those three aspects of putting value to this issue of serving, that it's not about pulling off church. It is about seeing people who sometimes have never had the opportunity to really serve to learn that in the church so they can be a blessing to serve the world around them. Then taking that and putting it as a, a vision and within our vision. So we want this. We're going for this. And repeatedly speaking that language. It's yeah. been a great and fun journey. And it's exciting to see where we are. We're learning from others. We want to learn much more. And, um, but it has been a fun journey in that regard. Yeah, I love it. There's just one guy that comes to mind uh, in our Milnerton con- congregation. A young guy called Jeff uh, on week yeah. one or two, found, found salvation in Christ, made the decision to become a Christ follower. A few weeks later, got baptized. One of our first guys who got baptized there in the pool. And just a couple of weeks ago, sent, sent a text saying, how do I get involved in one of these teams that serve? And it's because he saw the life and he wanted to be a part on the inside of this pe- uh, a story that is wanting to build a church that's not the best in the city, but be yeah. the best church for the city. And yeah. that sort of language has just started to permeate the whole culture. So well Brilliant. done, Mark. I think it's been really exciting and really a, a great thing to see. Just Brilliant. leaping on from that event, Engine Room, which was pulsating with life and, and energy and, and lots of fun. Uh, we have this massive moment coming up this Friday, an Arise Ladies event, which I know your wife and my wife and a whole team of ladies have put hours and hours of effort into. Um, t- tell us a little bit about that. Uh, as, as a man, will you be attending this event? And, uh, and what is your... What is your your thoughts around this event coming up? Well, I've just walked into the building. It's Thursday morning and uh, to see all the hard work that's already gone into this amazing event and just to see the incredible life in ministering to ladies. We're almost sold out of tickets. It's going to be a dinner oh, for about 220 ladies, three-course dinner. But really, it's, it's not about an event. It is about people finding each other, doing life together, having moments at a lavish table that represents a lavish God. 
and um, where we can serve people, love people, um, encounter people. This is not just for our church. What excites me most is to see people buying multiple tickets yeah. for friends at work and, and others. Unfortunately, some are going to miss out, but we'll do it again soon. But it's just amazing to see the life um, in the area of ministering to ladies. And we've got a friend, Sharon Kloppers. She and her husband um, are involved in the leadership of, of Common Ground Church. And um, they're incredible friends of ours. And she's going to come and share and inspire our ladies. So it's going to be a full evening of investing into amazing ladies. I probably won't be here for the whole evening. I have three wild little men to look after at home. But if I can get out for an hour to come and, and be here and just enjoy the moment, I'd love to do that. Yeah, I think it's lovely. And I think speak, picking up on that conversation of cultures, uh, it's, some people ask, why, why are we doing a lavish dinner? Why are we doing such a big meal like that? And, 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 to, and I think the incredible thing there is to, it's we want to represent the Father. And I, and I love that culture we've got here at Life Changes where we don't do things on a small scale. We really want to represent God well. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's a, a value for you as well, Mark. And yeah. uh, talk to us a little bit about that value. Yeah, I think in everything we do, and we've used the line before, everything about you says something about you. We're a family. We're a family yeah. on mission. But we don't get to write our own story. We get to represent an amazing, incredible God. And one of the aspects I was taught, the word that I was introduced to by Rory Dyer was this word lavish. And, and I think when you put a meal on, and it's incredible, and it's people have put effort, they've been team serving, they're going to be 40 or so guys serving on the evening, it's lavish. I think we represent him well. He is yeah. creative. He is overboard sometimes with his grace that he pours out. And why not a meal to represent that? Why not a meal thrown open and wide to our city, to those that we can love and engage and, and maybe host really well Beautiful. to represent him well? I, I love that. And I think that leads me on to my next question. We actually, I think often we, we, we've got a, a warped view of who God is. We actually, we've limited him or we've boxed him in by, by wrong theology or weak theology and, 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 and that leads us to where we are at, at church now. We've just launched our brand new series for the next however many weeks um, called God Is. And, and, and we're really so excited about this series. Could you talk us through the series, where it came from, and what, what, do we, what can we expect from this series? You know, I think it came from engaging people and realizing that, that too many people are happy just to live with pragmatics about the gospel even assumptions about the gospel and the challenges that doesn't end up in life and yeah. relationship. And we make this wrong assumption too many times that, that actually Christians or believers, maybe some have been in church for years, know the gospel and know their God, who he really, really is. Yeah. And we often hear the statement, well, well, I leave the theology up to others. I'll do this or I'll do this. I'm a worshiper. No, each of us are called to go on a theological journey, a discovery to know him more and to, to engage him and, and uh, Augustine writes, he said, you stir man to take pleasure in praising you because you have made us for yourself and our hearts and our heart is restless until it finds its rest in you. And it's a summary of wow. his theology. And he's basically stating that man is utterly restless without God, lost and wondering. And only God can truly provide rest for our hearts. And only really knowing him is the way for that rest and life to come. I honestly believe God is calling us to Go on journeys of discovery to find out who he is, not who we think he is or who someone else told us he might be or even the myths about him that are out there that we quickly and so easily absorb. We need to be a people who find ourselves in the word, find Wonderful, ourselves yeah. digging and discovering the wonder and the splendor and, 
and the the bigness of who our amazing God is. And that fashions and forms us. I think that is the big thing here. If you want to know what the behind the scenes motivation is, is that we don't get to choose who we are. We get to become like the ones we like the one we are made in the image of, our yeah. amazing God. Yeah, it's beautiful, Mark. And I, I think hearing you talk, quote Augustine, I, I've got to quote someone um, who's no longer alive. So I'm going to go with Toza. <laughs> And I know, Toza, we've said this, that, that Toza once said, we tend by a secret law of the soul to move toward our mental image of God. Yeah. And, and I love just how you expand on that. And actually, this series for me is it's, it's stirring up already a hunger in me to, to get a clearer picture of who God is. Because yeah. we're called to represent God in this world. And, and I think often people look at the church and they get a wrong uh, impression of who God is because actually we ourselves don't know who God is or we've yeah. got a fuzzy vision of Him. So this series, I think, is going to really equip us and, and help us not only in our own personal journey, but actually help us to serve the city and those who are watching and, and desperate for answers of who God is yeah, as well so. in this series. So I'm so, so excited. Are there any extra books or any extra resources you'd love to point people to and to get them equipped themselves on this journey? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I think... Uh, in the incitement of we're calling people, we're going to be preaching on a Sunday. We're doing a lot of work behind the scenes, but I actually want people to go on their own journey. Take some, take some of these theological stakes and put some strong ones in the ground about yeah. who God is in your life and watch the fruit flow. I think as you already mentioned, A.W. Tozer's book, The Knowledge of the Holy, that is a free download ebook on web. Anyone can get it. I think it's just a great book that most would say is outstanding in yeah. revealing who God is and some of the aspects of his character. There's so many books where people have looked at it, but J.R. Packer's Knowing God, an incredible book, just the character and who Brilliant. God is. Tim Keller, The Reason of God, The Reason for God, really apologetics, but actually explaining about who God is and bringing clarity to arguments that many Christians wouldn't be able to engage in. And I Brilliant. think we should be able to. And then a little something different that was given to me by Chris Vinant is, is two books called Tough Topics um, and they're Biblical Answers to Challenging Questions written by a, a guy, Sam Strong, I think I've forgotten, his, if, I think it is that. But an amazing, amazing book, just really building into our strength and, and health. When we understand and get a good theological picture, a healthy picture, a biblical view of who God is. And then, needless to say, but I want to say it anyway, is a journey in the Word. Yeah. Is that start in the Word. If Don't go and wait for these books to come and be delivered or whatever. Start in the Word. Begin to read about the majesty, the wonder, the character and the nature of our God. And go read about those who encountered him for the first time and how it changed Beautiful. their lives. That's what we're on about. And, and um, that's what we're going for in this series. Very exciting, Mark. So you picking up week two this week at uh, Tableview. What's, what is in store for us? God is, what, is, what are we filling in the blank this week? So this weekend, I'm looking at God is Trinity. And, and taking a, a big subject that is left pretty much for Sunday school and then left on the shelf because it's, it's possibly too confusing to many. And I don't think we have that luxury I think the very essence and nature of God is spelled out to us right at the beginning as Elohim, God, Elohim said, let us make them in our image. Let us make man in our image. We don't get the, the opportunity not to understand and to stand in wonder and amazement at, at our God, three in one. Beautiful. And uh, we're going to do that this weekend. That's exciting. Come, come in. What are you going to be doing at Milton? I, I would have come and listened to that, but I'm at Milton, and we, we're looking at God as creator. Wow. We're looking at Genesis 1 and Imago Day, made in the image and likeness of God. A.W. Tozer once said that uh, ever since God created us in His image, we've been trying to recreate Him in ours. Yeah. And we're going to look back at the, the, our, the one who we bear the image of. So we're excited about that. I think it's going to be a great Sunday and yeah. a great series as well. 
Marked us to land. Next week, you're up with Cogs in Durban. Yeah. Um, what can we be praying for? What can we be trusting for as a church as you go for that weekend? Yeah, please pray for me, Gabe. They're a tough crowd. I, I know, I know, for sure. <laughs> we will be. We'll be praying for them. <laughs> the, the Church of the Great Steeple up in Durban, Church of the Good Shepherd. I really do love this church. I've had the amazing privilege of walking with the leaders. Richard and Jackie Mungavin are some of our best friends. Rich and I were at school together for many years. But more than that, it's a church with a history, a church with a story in the city, a church called to count and to influence the amazing city of Durban. And um, just pray that God would speak. I've got a lot on my heart still processing what God's called us to share. But just to let you know, I'll be spending time with leaders. I'll be spending time with some of the key executive kind of leaders. I'll be spending time with the staff and then in Sunday meetings. And I just pray God would come, that he would do his thing, that he would have his way and that he would speak and bring life and courage to a local church that's called to impact the nations. Brilliant, Mark. We will be praying and we are very excited. We love being in partnership with these sort of churches and yeah. friends around the country. So thank you so much for listening, everyone. It's been a great privilege for me to catch up with Mark and for you to, to listen in on our conversation. We hope yeah. it's inspiring and encourages yeah. you. And we, we love doing life with you. So thank yeah. you to the Life Changes family and all those others who are listening in, probably my mom and uh, Mark's mom, Sue and Joy. We really appreciate you guys listening you and guys. supporting us all the time. <laughs> Can so I we, just, before you close, yeah. Gav, just want to say you and Fee have done an amazing job with the team at Milton. We haven't spoken much about the launch and what's going on there. But exciting stuff, just amazing to hear the stories of life and baptisms and guys getting involved. Yeah, it's very yeah, exciting. Really proud of you guys and, and really excited on behalf of the Life Changes family to see what's happening in, in that amazing space. Thank you, Mark. If, if these podcasts uh, are worth anything, it's just for Mark to encourage me, then it's good. So thank you, Mark. I appreciate <laughs> that. We should do this more often. But thanks for listening and we'll catch up with you soon. Have a great weekend.